Love it. Welcome to the bonus episode of Outstanding Women Leaders with Karen Gorley. Did I say your last name right? Yes, you did. Probably should have asked you that before. Um, (laughs) We we love a good human design conversation here at OWL, and it's one of my favorite self-awareness tools. Karen is a 6'2 projector with a wide open head and an open root center. And so we were just talking about her ability with her open head to read everybody's mind and always want to answer their questions. And feeling this pressure from her root to get things done, just to have things no longer feeling like they need to be done. Um, you know, what's fun about, so I was looking at your chart. What's fun about your open head, because I have a defined head. So now you can read my mind is that <laughs> the hanging gate you have on your Anja is the gate of confusion, the abstract pressure to make sense of the past and to resolve the chaos and confusion. So I'm filling you in energetically. <laughs> and so right? I wanted to, to just share that for you, not specifically in that channel, just in your head. Um, but for those that are new to human design, it's just a really great way to understand yourself and why you do things the way you do uh, from a not conditioned place. So most assessment tools are all about your behaviors and like what things are going to happen. And this is, Hey, without conditioning, this is who you are. And there's just a simple question you can check in with yourself to see if you are being in your not self or if you're being conditioned by someone else. Um, so what are some of the most liberating things that happen for you? Cause you're a projector for number one and six, six, two. So your six line goes through a three-part life cycle. So you're like a moron until you're 30. <laughs> She's, not wrong. She's not oh, wrong. She's not wrong. I was just kidding. Um, but you're very <laughs> lost to your wisdom until then, but you're also born knowing that you have this wisdom. So then it's really frustrating because you, I and mean, people see you as a very wise person. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. A, a lot of that holds true. I would say as far as like big revelations with re- just first learning and reading about human design, I've been reading about it and learning about it for a few years. And the six profile was the very first profound thing. You know, I was reading about being a projector and was just like, oh my gosh, this is like, I align so much with everything that it says about being able to, you know, really see into other people in a different kind of way and realizing that my aura is designed to do that even when I'm not aware of it. Um, some kind of, sometimes it can it can feel very invasive. I kind of feel like in both directions because sometimes I, I pick up energies and have to realize that it doesn't belong to me and it's not mine. Um, but yeah, with the six line, how it talks about, you know, the three different there's these three main phases of your life. And if she's joking around saying you're a moron, it's like, you can't really, your vision isn't really clear on, on a whole lot of things. That's, that was the case for me. So when I was, I'm 43 now. So when I was 29, I went through a huge spiritual awakening. Um, it was very profound to talk to my family about it. Like I saw things very differently. I kind of, I, I looked at humanity and really saw that like everyone is sleeping. Everybody is, you know, kind of suffering from this amnesia. Like we have no idea what we're doing here and, and people feel very lost. And then all of a sudden I felt like I could see my connection with everything, with nature, with all of the things. It was just this huge experience. So fast forward 
you know, 10 years, like just a few years ago, I was reading about human design, brand new to it. And I'm 6'2", and I, and I read about you will have something along the lines of, you know, you're going to have a profound experience around 30. And I was just floored. So that was that was the first really big one. I was just like, what? It was mind blowing. I was like, this happened a decade ago. I talked to people about it. <laughs> it was very real in my life. Um, and another thing is in your human design chart, there are areas, these chakra centers in your body where you're defined or not defined. And it's kind of like your defined areas is where you kind of send out like your signal and um, like your wiring uh, and then your or the way that I understand it. Um, and then your open centers, it's more like a receptor, like your ability to, to take things in. And I'm completely open in both of the pressure centers, which is the head and the root. Um, I'm also open in the head and the sacral. Um, but especially with the with the pressure centers, when I started to read about how I feel like in my root, I can, since I'm open, I feel all these pressures from other people, like from the energies around me. Um, and it doesn't belong to me, but it's when, especially until I was 29 and, and felt really differently about things, it can really feel like it hundred percent was mine and that I needed to be doing all these things, even though I was maybe confused about what that might be. So there's a lot of areas where it's been a very opening, and I, I'm just like, I cannot believe this. This is like a hundred percent aligned with all this, but I would say those are the, the big areas, the, the three yeah, I'm very curious what's going to happen in the next one. There's going to be another one when I'm 50-ish. I'm hoping it, it it comes with another, like, huge level up in, like, consciousness and awareness. But we'll see. <laughs> I'm nervous about it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I look forward to hopefully still being around when your life as a, a five one. Um, I know that the two of us can change the world together, the six twos and the five ones. Like, we need each other to do that. And who better to direct my and guide my energy than a projector? And, uh, you know, you're valued for what you see for a reason. And when I get to coach projectors, when they learn that they're supposed to be valued for what they see, not for what they do, there's this just immediate. Oh. <laughs> yes, I can attest to that. A huge, a huge relief. And, and also that was a big one too, with a projector is like, you know, I, I had trouble keeping up in school and it, and it would frustrate my parents. I would make, I would have like hundreds on my tests and then come home with my report card and they're like, what's going on? You, I didn't turn any of my homework in because I like couldn't get it done or, you know, I just, it was, a uh, yeah, it's very hard for me to do, do, do. And that was true for me as a child. And it was confusing because it, it may, you know, it makes you feel like, well, why can't I just put my head down to my desk and get my work done like everybody else instead of getting screamed at for looking out the window <laughs> because it looks wonderful out there. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, so some fun things I read right before we hopped in this call about projectors, boundaries. We talk a lot about boundaries in this world. I always think that boundaries are something that are supposed to let us have the right things come in. Um, and so I think this really speaks to that for the projector. Like we have to let ourselves in an hour or two to yourself in the evening to unwind and let go of the day, only spending time with those who make you feel seen and appreciated for who you are and where you aren't seeking to be understood, only investing in connections that feel reciprocal. You are not only asking questions, you are being asked genuine, good questions in return. 
being compensated for the value you create and insights you offer, not simply how much you can do. Regular breaks in your day that allow you to check in on your energy and what you're truly available for. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The regular breaks in your day. That is, <clears throat> that is a huge one for me, especially when I was working. Um, I spent a decade in the corporate design world and I would often multiple times a day, I would need to get out, like get up from my desk and not, not even just up from my desk, but I would go outside and like, <clears throat> excuse me, take a lap around the building sometimes. And yes, taking breaks is important. It could, and it's, you know, that's another thing that it it just feels like a relief. Like, oh, I can do that. Like, I'm allowed because that hasn't really been allowed. <laughs> it's That's yeah. what it's felt like. It's permission. And um, it's permission to lean into something you naturally feel is right for you. You told the same story I tell about my experience finding human design. You've actually found it much earlier. You've had it for like over 10 years in your life. Um, but it ex I explained my whole life. And it well, actually, with the human design, I've only had human design in my life for just like three years. Three years. So I had these other the other big experience experience um, right, you know, that right. stemmed from like yoga and yes. some some, um, some different like focusing on clarity and awareness. But actual human design, where I felt validated in these experiences, kind of, you know, or not maybe validated isn't the right word, but just like oh my gosh, like this really explains a lot. It, that, it, I have it, had that yes. for about three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using that validity. I, I appreciate that you mentioned the yoga part and like the spiritual experience. I think for projectors, you know, being in your body for yoga going at your own pace, like honoring your understanding and learning about energies is probably a really great space for projectors to naturally be drawn to. I know other projectors where that speaks to them as well. Where yeah, for that is generator, like I need a CrossFit, like I need a orange theory. Like I need something that allow, well, I have a defined head too. So like, I'm going to have thoughts until I die. If I don't go and exercise. <laughs> Um, it's just this place, like it's a therapy, it's a therapeutic place for someone with a defined head and a constant motor. I have a defined root as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We probably like complete the whole body graph. <laughs> so when I was looking at your chart and for people that are, don't know what any of that means. So a, a nine and oh, nowhere to go is what they say when you fill each other in. And so, yes, we are a nine and oh, nowhere to go, uh, relationship. So um, the cool thing is though, I get to feel, you know, you get to read my thoughts. I get to feel your emotions, uh, and, <laughs> and it's really right. It. Like we can offer some insight for each other apparently, but as a relationship, they always say that. And, um, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I do find it super interesting to know, like for me learning that all the emotions I'm feeling are not mine. 50% of people are non-emotional. And for me, I'm also wide open. So when we throw around the term empath, yes, I'm a true empath beyond even just people that are open. And also our job is just to not identify with those emotions. <laughs> I love the visual of the white light. Um, I, our job is to just like dip your toe into the pool and then to just stay centered in your own body. And that has been one of the most freeing parts for me. And then learning about five ones and all of the fun stuff that goes along with being a fifth line was super, super helpful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, my boyfriend's a five ones. I'm a huge huh? fan of you all. <laughs> Big fan. 
I do, you know, I attract a lot of six twos. Um, two fours are supposed to be people that are great for us. I have a ton of two fours. Um, my partner's a three five. Um, so I attract a lot of three fives as well. And the cool thing about the one line is, um, you know, we're the foundation of knowledge. So we're also the chameleons, like we can step into. So when you talk about like at 30, having this big, like revelation for you, like I was a couple years older, but I had that same thing. Like when I look back at my life, I actually can see, and this explains why I always feel like I can, I can connect with anyone, not only because I can feel their emotions, but also I've experimented <laughs> As a researcher, like part of the research for me is experiential. Um, and so I've not only got investigated and researched it, but I've tried it out myself, which is a very third line thing to do. Um, and it also, I feel like it makes me be able to show up in a different way, a very unique way. So five ones, you know, hang out with us, six twos. Don't ruin our reputations though. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> they always say that. <laughs> <laughs> they always say that. And that's, that was the the first thing I took away when I was reading raw. You can tell where people are at in their life when they find human design. Cause when I saw that the six, two could ruin my reputation, I'm like, okay, when I meet these people, I will be very careful. And then I started finding out who my six twos were that I had already met. And I'm like, oh, these people are great. Um, like, I yeah, not ill, no ill intention from, from this six, two. <laughs> Um, it's because you're so wise and naturally gifted that if you give your stamp of approval on a person, people believe you. Yeah, actually, that's one thing that um, I won't say like scared me necessarily, but that I took note of is when I communicate, like we we definitely always impact each other, like with your energies and whatever, but there's something extra about if I communicate to be able to convince or, you know, be persuasive. Um, but like, and like I said, I really like don't have any ill intent. So I, I would never abuse that at all, but I have to be mindful, even if I'm joking around, you know, to, I don't know, just to, to not go somewhere where I don't, I don't intend. Yeah. And that's just a good reminder for us in general as well is um, like, we influence people. We call people influencers now and thought leaders. I like to call those people word leaders because what they really do is lead the charge in the words that we use. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, using your wisdom for good. This is why I think a five, one and a six, two can do so much together. And yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I have the solid foundation of the wisdom. I've got the, uh, I'm in intended to interact with strangers and make a huge impact there. You team up with a six, two and, you know, I can see why you've chosen your mate. Uh, so, and I, I wonder about some of my six twos as well. And like, I think yeah, I don't have their husband's charts, but a couple of them that come to mind, I'm like, I feel like your husband and I are cool. To, like, we're like the same. Because <laughs> five ones also find each other. Like I have, when I learned that my college roommate was a five one who was randomly placed with me, uh, the neighbor I grew up across the street from who just randomly lived there uh, was like, these are not coincidences. Like we are finding, my mom was a five one. Um, she was an emotional and learning that both my parents were emotionals was also a, an eye-opening piece. Um, last thing I want to talk about in our bonus episode and don't make sure you head over, by the way, to listen to Karen's full story. This woman has all the wisdom on plant-based eating and healing through plants. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. Whenever a six to talks, they are going to drop some knowledge. 
And I, a proclaimed meat eater, am looking forward to actually soaking up a bunch of her, uh, not more of her knowledge. Um, so something else is a note on parenting. So as adults, we have to parent ourselves. And I imagine that you learned that in your spiritual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's notes here on how to parent someone with a six in their profile, knowing that you go through this three-part process. No, they may feel much older than they are. They are born wise. Give them space to experiment and learn from new and different experiences. Allow the process to be messy. Do not make them wrong for making mistakes or for doing things imperfectly. Instead, encourage mistakes and experimentation, reminding them it's a part of their process. Hold space for them to keep learning. Notice when they need space to pull back and observe. Give them that space. Give them opportunities to step into leadership. It's a natural place for them. I would 100% agree with all of that. And I would say that in the last decade or so and in several years, I would say I am being a very good parent to myself to, to allow all these things. <laughs> but that that is beautiful insight. I really appreciate hearing it. Yeah. And if you are a 3-5 profile, you also experience the same three-part process as a six. So if you're listening to this, uh, take note of the parenting of a six line because part of that applies to you. For those with a two in their profile, pay attention to what comes naturally to them. Embrace their innate gifts and create opportunities for them to cultivate them. Remind them that natural gifts are of value and worth pursuing. Honor their need for time alone and allow them to take it when they need it. Give them space to be in their process without disruption and let them play and learn alone when they desire. Know they are very discerning about people and spaces respect who and what they feel drawn to and let them warm up to people and places in their own timing. Yes. Oh my gosh. And it especially, especially with the, like, let them be in their own space, like give them like, if they need some alone time, like, don't be offended by that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just let them be in it. Definitely. Yeah. I'd say that's fantastic advice for two line. And then because we, you know, when we get into relationships, we don't have to parent our partner in that type of way, but we, knowing how they best parent themselves, um, the best parents are shepherds. So we can, you're wise projector, you can guide uh, <laughs> them. So, or uh, parenting of uh, someone with a five in their profile and my boyfriend and I share a five as tempting as it may be to project potential identities or futures onto them. Do your best not to give them space to be all that they want to be, even when it changes. And even if it's not what you expected, be clear in your communication with them. And rather than assume something is right for them, always take the time to check in and make sure it is remind them not to get swept away by others desires for them. Give them opportunities to solve problems. They feel excited to solve while also reminding them not every problem is theirs to solve. Mm. that's all that's good and I can definitely I, I can benefit from all of that advice <laughs> yeah Me I too. think I'm pretty I, good I at a lot of that sometimes better than I do thinking about oh <laughs> uh, yeah trying to figure out what everybody else is doing. <clears throat> plus I've got all those all that nonsense in my head I have to swim through sometimes 
Yeah. Coming from the openness. Can't solve everything for everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, when I think about parenting myself, I need to be clear with my communication with myself and not assume something is right for me. And something I do intentionally now is attitude breathing, um, heart centered breathing, where I'm shifting my breath into my belly after I've gone on a mindfulness walk and asking my heart questions so I can hear what my soul and my brain and my heart have to say, um, which has allowed me, I realize, like I sometimes am unclear with my own communication with myself and what, it, and I assume this is the thing that I want. And I'm sometimes not actually clear about it. So I have actually an Instagram post about it today. Um, that I'm, is very interesting. I guess I did a good job. Very, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll share the, I'll share the link with you on it. Um, this is why six twos and five ones have to hang out. Um, they, <laughs> and then a note, on I love it. <laughs> someone with a one in their profile, give them uninterrupted space and time to indulge their curiosities and explore their hobbies, pay attention to the subjects they feel drawn to and create opportunities for them to dive deeply into them. Know they have a powerful capacity to take in information. Embrace their questions. It is a natural for them to have a million questions. Ask why something is the way it is and want to know how things work. Tell the truth. They can sense it if you're not. Take the time to build a strong foundation in your relationship, one that feels secure and solid. This was good. We can sense it. I mean, it's yeah, that's good. So it's so funny. I read this right before I popped on and I was in my mindfulness walk that I had talked about before after my heart had spoken and I was walking back. So I, I saw the dog park when I do this. So I'm also watching the dogs. That's where I'm mindful. Um, I really recognized and held space for like, I know the truth when I meet people. I know who's lying. I know who's full of shit. And I deny that to myself sometimes because um, some of this brain hack stuff of like, don't judge and, and like, all this stuff, like, no, like, I just know this. And part of why I was having this conversation with myself is because I owned a gym with someone who murdered his wife and I played tennis with her in college. And I saw all of that in him. And no that one, is intense. No one else did. So, yeah. Yeah. So I love the, um, tell the truth to us. <laughs> Fire. Yes. <laughs> Dan loves to sugarcoat. Um, I'm like, and my mom was so good about that. She was a very good parent about telling me the truth, sometimes to a fault, but she told me the truth. <laughs> yeah, your inner knowing is is not to be questioned. I'm getting better at that. Good. That's awesome. Amazing. So we could talk on this bonus episode forever. Usually these are like 15 minutes, but this is the best bonus episode we've ever had. So uh, oh, make sure it. you head over because we talked about human design. The more bonus episodes we can have on human design, the better. Uh, head over to hear Karen's full story of how she transitioned from uh, interior design and the corporate world to healing herself with plants, healing other people with plants and bringing it to the people that need it the most, the doctors, the practitioners, the people that are out there um, supporting our health on the front lines. So it's a great episode. Tune in and you'll hear her last word and wisdom there.